Hi, I'm Anna Harris. Welcome to our podcast. Please join us as we talk to experts, ministers, and prophetic voices from around the world on topics relevant for today. I hope you enjoy this message. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. I will be talking to Dr. Eve Abraham, and we're going to be discussing trauma. What is trauma? What is PTSD? And how do we recover from trauma? And Dr. Eve is a wonderful psychotherapist. She's a Christian. Um, She has her own private practice in the Houston area. She's an amazing minister, speaker, teacher. And I know that you're going to enjoy what she has to say today. She's got some wonderful tips for recovery from trauma. And, um, I believe that what she says is going to uh, encourage you, whether it's for yourself or someone that you love. And uh, the things that she is talking about today can be very helpful uh, on our journey to be as healed and healthy as we can be. So I will bring Dr. Eve on now. And welcome, Dr. Eve. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm excited about what we are talking about today. Um, Would you mind just introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners and viewers? Sure. I am Dr. Eve Abraham. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I've been practicing for a bit, (laughs) about 26 years. Um, I have a private practice here in Houston, Um, also a mental health advocate in the community. That's great. That's wonderful. And Mm -hmm. I've known you, I think, almost 10 years or so. um, Wow, it's been that long. Something like that, close to that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are talking tonight or today about um, recovery from trauma. And I was, would like to, let me just give a bit of a definition so that we have a starting point. So trauma, uh, it's a very simple definition. Trauma is the response to a deeply distressing or disturbing event that overwhelms an individual's ability to cope. Uh, sometimes we think of trauma as being something from war, natural disaster, car event, car accident, rape, major, major things like that. Um, But we also do see trauma from abuse, uh, from divorce, major losses in life, job loss, those kinds of things. Um, And a quote that I liked from The Body Keeps the Score says, we've learned that trauma is not just an event that took place sometime in the past. It is also the imprint left by that experience on mind, brain, and body. This imprint has ongoing consequences for how the human organism manages to survive in the present. So if you could just talk to us about trauma and recovery from trauma, some of the words that we're hearing, you know, fight, flight, freeze, and fawn, those kinds of things. And Yes, sure. So recovery from trauma, when we talk about trauma and recovery, it's an ongoing process of healing. Um, 
does that mean that you this uh, you don't get to a, a point where there's total healing? No, that's that's not what we're saying at all. What we're saying is that even after in the pro the process recovery itself is a process mm -hmm. so that's where it becomes an ongoing process of healing okay in regards to um, recovery of trauma but what's interesting is the fight and flight response is not only um, uh, considered as a trauma response is also considered as a normal stress response right mm -hmm. so we all go through we all have experienced or have done the, the, the fight and flight um, response, especially when it, it, it really ties in when we're talking about anxiety, right? So anxiety is not traumatic, but when people are experiencing um, a certain level of anxiety in their lives, um, this, is, this is the response. We either um, run, run from it, which is the flight, or we fight it, and we and that fighting um, is typically where we become um, emotionally aggressive or irritable. Um, we'll be quick to make a decision that we will not normally make. Um, so it all um, it's not just one thing that happens. So we can't just look look at trauma and recovery from a sort of like one lens, right? Mm -hmm. these, these emotional response that we do can mirror in different areas of our lives, right? Mm -hmm. where, we do, where, we, where we get to a point where we, we don't even know um, or be able to validate, okay, this was a traumatic experience for me, mm -hmm. you see? And mm -hmm. so it's very important to, to understand what's happening. Yeah. It's interesting that even the freeze that happened uh, here in Texas recently that I'm hearing experts call it tra a traumatic event because so many people were actually in survival mode, you know, uh, for part of the time. So um, did you, um, did you encounter any people, you know, that needed recovery yeah. from that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and some are still, right? Some are yeah. still because you know it's it's the memory of it, just like you know the the body keeps the the score um, concept. The memory of it for some people don't just go away simply because the event have gone away, right? And so with with the so you have the anxiety of COVID, right? You have the stressors that that that's coming with that, and then you had the freeze. Right. So we're talking mm -hmm. about a combined um, thing that was happening at the time. So, yes, uh, uh, people, I mean, uh, you know, I was I was busy <laughs> those um, those weeks um, because I needed to respond to not only my my clients, but even the new ones that were coming. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Very traumatic. So what um, how do we recover from trauma? Like tell us about what would the process look like? And I know it would all be different based on the situation, but just kind of in general. Sure. Sure. So, um, clinicians, uh, there is a, just like you have, um, uh, certain, uh, I guess modalities when it comes to, to, to therapy, right? So there is such a thing as trauma focused therapy, where where the clinician is is skilled 
or have enough information about trauma-focused therapy to be able to help the client, you know, go through go through that process. Um, it's not a, a, a traumatic event should not be minimized. So that's the first thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, sometimes we 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 minimize, and I find that some people um, minimize their trauma in order to cope with life, right? Because, you know, we have work and life have to go on. Um, but then at the same time, it's, it's very important that we find time to really process mm-hmm. what has happened to us. Because just because life is moving and we're moving with life, that doesn't mean that we are actually moving in the in present, that's where you get mindfulness come in because a lot of people are functioning, but they're not functioning uh, with with the sense of being present with yes. with a mindfulness. You know, mm-hmm. so the example I always give is you know we could be like right now we're today is April 17, twenty twenty one. Um, we could we could be in twenty twenty one, but then um, someone's emotional state right, is back in 2000, mm-hmm. right? So just because everything else is in 2021, that doesn't mean your emotional state is moving, you know, with the time that you are in. So so I, I will say number one is really to not minimize what has happened. Even if it happened to you as a little girl or as a young boy, as a child, um, at whatever state, um, it may be traumatic to even think about it, to process it, but it's worth acknowledging, okay, when it comes up, it's coming up for a reason, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, because the body keeps the score, right? Yeah. And Pain then the demands to be felt eventually, yes. Exactly. So we have to allow us, ourselves to feel it. Um, after, after that, that uh, process happens, then I think... That, I believe the next um, thing would be if it depends on the severity of it, right? If it's, uh, if you're having experiences where, or symptoms where you're not able to sleep at night, right? Or you're not able to function in your everyday life the way you would normally function, then this is the right time for you to go see a professional because now you're not able to function you know, in your everyday life. So that that in itself, you don't want that to create an additional trauma. So it's best to see a professional at that point. Um, the, the other aspect to it is we have to look at when we're dealing with trauma, um, trauma could be complex and even in our thought process, how we think about the trauma. Mm-hmm. So you're, we already have the, the event that happened, um, but then there's the replay, right? Because our voice about what happens to us is actually more powerful than the external voice. Mm-hmm. That's okay? interesting, that, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. that we hear it. So um, you could hear someone or even a clinician or professional, whoever, tell you all day, okay, move, okay, it's time to move past that, right? You, you, you hear people say that all the time, okay, this has happened 10 years ago, why are you still reminiscing on it and things like that? Well, that's because, um, you know, 
they probably love you and trying to get you to move on. But until you say to yourself, okay, that um, you externalize, we use the term externalization, meaning yes, the trauma has happened to me, but I'm going to externalize myself from the trauma. Now I'm, now the, I'm not in tune with the trauma. I'm, I'm, I'm separated. It's like a, you know, a separation happening. Now I can look at what happened to me rather than looking at me as the trauma. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so we use um, externalization a lot and anybody could, you don't have to be a clinician to, to, to view that, but that's important as part of your recovery is, is necessary um, for us to, for us to do that. Mm-hmm. That's really good. So, so it's ways that we're thinking, ways that we're speaking to ourselves mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Mm-hmm. What, um, what does it mean? Uh, how would you describe, what does it mean to be triggered? We hear that sometimes. And when you are triggered, how can we handle that and deal with it? Yeah. So you can be triggered about anything, but within the context of trauma, um, it's it's something, it could be something or someone or anything that reminds you um, of that experience, okay? So it could even be a smell. People are triggered by, by a smell. Mm-hmm. Um, in practice, I've, I've seen where, People could even be triggered by a color, you know, or by by a stranger that kind of looked like the person that that represented the trauma for them, right? So what that does is it it triggers the experience. You wind up remembering, right, the experience that happened to you in the past or or even in the moment. Because again, yes, trauma doesn't have to be five years ago, 10 years ago, trauma could have been an hour ago. Trauma mm-hmm. could have, you know? So so that's what, that's when, when people say, okay, I'm triggered by this, meaning I feel there's an emotional attachment to the experience and now I'm having to feel that again. Mm-hmm. So that's being triggered. Okay. So if someone is feeling triggered, you know, feeling memories and the emotions tied with those memories come up. Uh, what do you, like, what do you recommend that they do in that, in that moment? In that moment. So the first thing is um, triggered, uh, uh, emphasize that it already happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. So as my new that is, that is key, right? Because we, we, we are being triggered because it's something of the past. So then I remind, I remind people, um, okay, what's, what's happening now in the present, right? So it's the memory of the past that's triggering me. So meaning it's a memory. Memory means something that happened already. But right, right now, right now, can we, can we do some mindfulness? Right now, can, can I get you to be present with me? Mm-hmm. Right now, can I get you to acknowledge where you are, right? Because mm-hmm. physically you are not in the traumatic state, right? And right. now I got to get you to remember that because you are not in the traumatic state, then you could bring 
bring back your mind and your emotion back to where you are now with to me. today. Yes. To today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where like the grounding exercises exactly. can come in. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I guess since we brought it up, let's, um, what kind of grounding exercises do you like to recommend to people? Yeah. So there's, um, there are several out there. Um, the, the one that I, I am maybe it's, it's the easiest one for me because I, I, I think people are easy to, um, it's not a, it's not complicated, right? Uh-huh. Um, what I, and, and it's very famous. I mean, it's, it's a very simple um, grounding technique is I try to get people to center in, right? Um, it may sound a new ages, new age G, right? Mm-hmm. If that's a term, mm-hmm. but it's, it's really not. It's just being centered. It's just being present, right? So I get people to, you know, like right now we're sitting in a, I'm sitting in a chair and I'm, and I'm talking with you. So I want to sort of a grounding technique will be, okay, I want to feel that I'm actually be present with my body sitting on this chair, right? So mm-hmm. I can I can feel the weight of my body in the chair. The other thing I may want to do is um, feel the carpet that I'm, you know, rubbing my feet on, just being uh-huh. as a, relaxing the body. And, uh, and in the process of relaxing the muscles and relaxing the body, it's sending the message to the brain, okay, I can relax now. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not anxious. I'm not, you know, we're not doing the stress response. I'm OK and I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Right. And once we once we are at the safe place, then now we could have a dialogue. Right. Because mm-hmm. the the emotional um, uh, trauma or the the experiences that was going on prior to the grounding technique is no longer there. It's not it's not that intense. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's that's an easy one that even children can actually you can mm-hmm. teach kids to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. So could you talk about um, we've talked a bit about trauma, but what about uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder? Yes. So post-traumatic PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder is um uh, very, very, you know, back in the day, it used to be, um, it used to be known that only people who uh, go to war, you know, experience post-traumatic stress disorder. That, I mean, I think that's, that's how it became really, really famous. And then mm-hmm. they noticed, okay, well, women experience post-traumatic stress disorder, then men experience. So, so then the, the, the demographic for it has expanded over mm-hmm. the years. So right. it's, it's a event that happened, um, that keep recurring. <laughs> it recurs over time and, and PTSD can you, like you can go on for a good two months and not experience any symptoms. Even some people can go six months to a year and not have any symptom of PTSD, but then next thing you know, it comes up again, where you start having, you know, the dreams, where you start having the anxiety about, in in relation to the event that has happened. So that, that is what we call, you know, that's PTSD, Mm post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm -hmm. 
yeah. Now, there, oh, go ahead. No, you go. That's fine. I was going to say that there is um, uh, complex PTSD, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the word complex, you know, uh, of course, just, uh, you know, to simplify it, it's just multiple traumatic event that has happened. A lot of time we see when we're dealing, um, trying to, to treat um, individuals who have had experienced some level of neglect um, as as a as a child, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or they they experience some um, uh, some form of a, abuse, uh, physical abuse or sexual abuse, right? And then that child grows up into an environment that may not have been healthy. So so then sort of the trauma just continues. Yet. The, the child may, be, may not be experiencing the sexual abuse anymore, but then maybe that parent or, or, or uh, uh, guardianship is, they're not too nurturing, right? So the mm-hmm. trauma just continue over time and then it becomes complex. It's, it's severe, you know, it's severe, what we call severe and profound trauma. It's, it's complex PTSD. Yeah, yes, okay. Yes, I've heard it. I guess described as um, when, say, someone's a prisoner of war, because it's not like a one-time event that happened. It was an ongoing, long-term thing. Even an abusive marriage can be right. can cause complex PTSD because it's you're in that survival mode for a long time. You know, so that's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. Um, a question I had is what if, um, say that there is um, a place that something traumatic happened, like say something actually happened in your home, in your kitchen or something like that. Yeah. How can you sort of redeem that short of moving out? And I know some people just actually would potentially need to move to get away from it, but yeah. What do you, um, what would you say to people that have that experience? Yeah. Um, like you said, if it's, if, if it's to a point where you are not able to, um, live in peace in your home, you know, where the trauma was significantly severe, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, yes, um, Therapy and, and getting another home will be, you know, is always an option. Um, but, you know, remember when we're talking about trauma, we're also talking about the narrative, the narrative that we give the trauma. So if, um, if the event happened in the kitchen, right? So how can we change that narrative? Because the event may have happened once or twice or even three times, but it, 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 it's not happening Monday through Sunday, right? So the days that the event is not happening or did not happen, what was the kitchen used for? Mm-hmm. And what other storyline, right? Um, can you rewrite about the kitchen mm-hmm. and give the kitchen new meaning, right? Uh, that we do that in narrative therapy. We rewrite the story about, mm-hmm. um, about the event. So, so that's, that's, that's what I would say to that. 
Mm -hmm. You can, you have the opportunity as human beings, we all have the wonderful opportunity to rewrite our story, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, the key about rewriting your story is um, in the process of rewriting it is to believe it, believe mm -hmm. the rewritten script, mm -hmm. okay, that you have about it. Because our mental state, the, the trauma is, 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 is a script, it's a book, you know, it's mm -hmm. a storyline that we, we relive over and over and over again. So we want to encourage people um, to have courage and it takes courage. Um, and the strength, you know, you could do it little by little, you know, start imagining your kitchen um, without the trauma from a different perspective, write mm -hmm. a new story. You know, mm -hmm. if it if it means you changing the curtains, do that. You know, if it means you bringing other items in the kitchen that will help complement your storyline, your new storyline, mm -hmm. whatever yeah. it takes, do it. That's really good. That's very good. And maybe even focusing on the happy memories, like you said, that what happened on Tuesday and that kind of thing. Yes, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, I find uh, journaling is so helpful with just processing things. And I can see with what you're saying that perhaps for a lot of times you just process what's happened, what your thoughts are, but eventually you want to change that, um, story into, you know, the way that you want to see it, that, um, yeah, that's really good. That's right. So, okay. Well, so what else do you have for um, people just to recommend for their, you know, their healing journey? Yeah. So as we, we ended in journaling, I'll say journal, journal, journal. I'm a big advocate for, for writing down your thoughts because a lot of times we don't pay attention to what we're thinking. Mm -hmm. And um, I believe that our, our brain, our mind is the greatest asset that God has given us. So we want to utilize our brain for or our mind for our good, mm -hmm. rather than seeing our mind um, as the enemy uh, of our own soul. We need to kind of change that narrative and start putting value and worth to your mind because you are valuable, you are needed and wanted, but it, it all starts up here. Right. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it is worth challenging what you are thinking. Right. So if you're thinking um, a thought and that thought is driving because all of our thoughts, once you we concentrate on our thoughts, it yields an emotion. Right. That's what CBT is all about. Cognitive behavioral therapy is you think you feel and then you behave. Right. So if we could. Um, pay attention or even write or document, become aware of what you're thinking about, mm -hmm. then you could become aware of how you're feeling, right? And then hopefully make, make some choices that will give life back to your life rather than death, you know, mm -hmm. or rather than the negative, you, you'll give your, yourself back the positive. Yes. So, um, writing is definitely one. The other thing is having a good support system, right? Mm -hmm. yes. You need you need people around you that um, 
you know, could see you in the, from the lens of how life is without the trauma. Because mm-hmm. sometimes um, uh, the traumatic event, we could stay in it for so long that we have embraced it as our identity but you are not your trauma. No, you know, we are not our trauma. So um, having people around us to remind us of of who we are outside of the trauma is very important. Um, The other thing is uh, doing doing some uh, activities, you know, throughout the day. If you notice that uh, when you when you are triggered or when you think about the traumatic event, then you tend to uh, sleep, you know, understanding your symptoms, right? And what you want to do is if you, if you sleep in, if you, if you, uh, a person that isolate when, when those memory comes, you, what you want to do is challenge yourself to do the opposite, right? Mm -hmm. So, that's what kind of makes it difficult difficult because you're not going to feel like doing it right so in order to help with this process of recovery you you you're going to have to um uh risk right uh doing things that you don't feel like doing for the sake of the recovery Mm -hmm. right so i may not feel like um being awake but i'm willing willing to um, do whatever I need to do to stay awake. If it means walk, taking a walk, getting some vitamin D, um, taking, making sure that I'm getting the right nutrients in my body, physical exercise, you know, just plain things can actually help our mental health status when we have experienced PTSD or even a traumatic event. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think even just being careful of what choosing what we're watching, say on television, you know, maybe something lighthearted and funny rather than, you know, a crime drama or something, you know, just when we're trying to, you know, recover and make some good, good, healthy choices like that. That's right. That's right. Whatever, whatever it takes, your matters and your mental health matters. So, yes, yes. I find exercise is so good and just walking and because, um, you know, after we walk a while, those good hormones and chemicals start flowing and, you know, all of a sudden our mindset can go from kind of negative to positive and it's really you know, really good for us. That's right. That's right. Use what you have around you, right? Mm -hmm. You don't need to spend money to, to um, necessarily get well. There's, there's things, practical things that you can do. Um, Whatever, whatever it is that you're not doing now, challenge, you know, give yourself a challenge to, to do something that you haven't done yet. Right. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be huge, right? It's the little things. And we try to be consistent in the little things because um, sometimes people's, people walk for one day and they say, okay, it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. No, attempt to do it more than one time so right. that you can, you can experience the benefit of it. Right, right. That's very good. Okay. Well, I think we will 
just draw to a close, but I was wondering if you would mind just praying for our viewers and listeners, just, you know, just pray for those that maybe are struggling with, you know, recovery from trauma and that kind of thing. Sure. Father, thank you for um, this time. Thank you for uh, the listeners. Oh God, thank you for um, what you're doing in our li- in their lives, mighty God. Father, you are the God who knows. You see it all, Father. And Lord, I thank you that even now, God, that you will just wrap your arms around them in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, your word declares that our memory is blessed. Therefore, Father, I pray, oh God, that God, that you will... Um, remind them that their memory can be blessed. Oh, Father, that when they think of what has happened in the past, rather than tears, Lord, somehow, Father, you will bring a level of comfort in the name of Jesus Christ, that they will have peace and, and they will have joy again. Father, thank you. You are the one who gives beauty for ashes. You give the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness. And Father, you are the one who makes all things beautiful in your own time. So Father, I pray, oh God, that you will make all things beautiful for everyone who have experienced trauma and who's in a difficult state even right now, in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you and we praise you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. And Father, I just thank you that even listening to this podcast will bring hope to people and that they will understand that there is is hope, that there is healing in you, Father, and that by being aware and being mindful that they can actually take charge of yes. their um, of their healing. And Father, I just thank you for um, your peace. I thank you for your comfort. We know the Holy Spirit is the comforter and is the counselor. So we thank you for that. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with every person that's listening. Yeah. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And thank you everyone that's listening. And we just um, pray that this really will be a real blessing and encouragement to everyone. Thank you for listening. For more information or other resources, please visit our website at definedbygod.com and be sure to subscribe to our podcast and email list. Until next time, please know that you are very loved by your Heavenly Father.